dearest reader, it has been said that competition is an opportunity for us to rise before our greatest of challenges. This is the season the Viscount intends to find a wife. <laughs> You honestly just did that. I believe I did. Hello, everybody. Bradley here, and welcome back in to Let's Dive Deep Bridgerton, where we are just one week away. Only one week, maybe less than a week by the time you listen to this, away from the season two premiere of Bridgerton. And we are here to lay down some predictions for me to throw some things out there that I think will happen in season two, and also to react to the full trailer that we got. Last week, I lamented. That that trailer, the teaser trailer was a little bit short. At the time, I didn't realize that was a teaser. I thought that was the full trailer. Netflix released a three-minute trailer, though, that is, A, much better, but also uh, solved most of the problems I had with the teaser trailer in insofar as it's, you know, three or four times the length, which is one of the only things I didn't like about the teaser trailers. It just felt a bit short. So we're going to do that today. We got predictions. We got a trailer breakdown. All is going to be, it's going to be a good time in this podcast feed. I would, I do want to warn you though, before we continue, that this podcast contains adult content. If you're listening for the first time, this is new to you. Uh, in this trailer that we're about to break down, Kate Sharma, uh, when talking to, I think her sister says something like, yeah, I can imagine how Anthony Bridgerton in engages a person. And if you would not like to talk about how Anthony Bridgerton might engage a person, then this might not be the podcast for you. So I, I recommend not playing this, you know, in your car speakers when your children are around. Although I can't stop you from doing that, I don't recommend it. This podcast also doesn't contain any spoilers, but I will be spoiling the trailer. So if you haven't seen the trailer and would like to watch the trailer before you listen to this episode, go to YouTube, search Bridgerton Season 2 trailer. It's on the Netflix account. It's like three minutes long. You'll love it. And then come back here and we can talk about it. <laughs> It is a poor player who plays the game and a wise one who plays their opponent. Are you in a losing mood? My mood shall remain unchanged. Can you really not see anything engaging about it? Yes, I suppose I can see how he might engage a person. I'm assuming if you're still listening, you're okay with the adult content and the spoilers, so let's hop right into the Season 2 trailer reaction. I should note that in our Facebook group, which you can join by clicking the link in the show notes below, I did a reaction to this trailer when I watched it for the first time. So you, I put my face on a thing and I recorded myself watching the trailer for the first time and did like an instant reaction where I paused and kind of talked about it as it went along. If you would like to see that video, that is in the Facebook group. It's free to join and everything. We just hang out, hang out in there and talk about Bridget and Harry Potter and all of our other favorite pop culture things. The question to get in is, uh, I solemnly swear that I'm up to no, and then you just type in good, and then voila, like the Marauder's Map, uh, the, the Facebook group opens for you, and you can participate in that conversation. First things first, digesting the entire trailer, it really hammers home that this is an Anthony season. I knew that, you knew that. I'm not a book reader, and we're going to talk about that a lot more with the predictions. And so I, if someone hadn't have told me, I would have had no idea that each book kind of focuses on one of the Bridgertons, but I knew going in that this was Anthony's season. So I wasn't surprised that it was a very Anthony trailer, but what I was surprised by is that hardly any Daphne or Colin or Eloise or anyone else really featured at all. I think that makes a lot of sense from a breakdown point of view is we need to be invested in Anthony as we go into the season and I think it worked really well for me wow that was a voice crack I think it worked really well for me because I'm I'm less high on Anthony than a lot of people are you know Anthony's got to have he, he's gonna have to build himself up a bit for me to really like him and so I like that the trailer let me in on his story a bit and got me excited for that because I think all the other stuff I'm already going to like but I was surprised generally at the lack of really any 
anything else Anthony specific so much so that it almost feels off pace when they mention anything else the like the, the trailer is a lot about Anthony and his love and what he's gonna do and he's gonna find a wife and all that and then all of a sudden at the end for the last 10 seconds it's like ooh and Lady Whistledown is still here and you only get one or two shots of Eloise or Colin you get that one little sequence with their shaving with Benedict which is really funny but it's mostly just Kate and and Anthony and a little bit of Edwina just really mixed in there for most of the three minutes which I think is a really good choice because for me in terms of getting me excited for the season that's how the trailer needed to go however it was still surprising because I think they could have done the opposite and actually featured Anthony not nearly as much and you know focus on the side characters a little bit and it also would have been a good trailer so interesting to see their priorities when they made this and put it out for us to watch I picked up on this right away when I did the reaction. I think it was the first thing I paused to talk about uh, in the Facebook group was that the sets and costumes just look beautiful. They're stunning as always. I mentioned at the time that the thing that this show does so well that is never, never one of the nits I have to pick about it are the sets and the costumes. Every set and every costume design is absolutely perfect. And it looks like we're getting that again. Everything was beautiful. Uh, sometimes in trailers, you're, you're getting the off shots, right? They don't want to spoil too much so you're getting some of the takes they didn't use you're getting some of the 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 sequences without the full visual effects that you're gonna have and whether that's true or not for this trailer whether we're getting you know the takes they're not using or the scenes without the full vfx it still looked amazing and so i just wanted to call that out early on here that I, i'm not going to talk about it any more than this but the sets and the costumes were all uh, absolutely beautiful and then the next kind of thing that was kind of woven in there is i just liked that each of the side characters got a little bit of a just a little bit of a two-second screen time as we were watching. Some of them were mixed in into different places. We have the Feathering Sisters. They're returning, obviously, not Penelope, the other two. I don't remember their names. Um, but those two are really fun, and their story was, you know, a fun side story in the last season, so I'm glad they're back. Uh, we got Cressida Cowper back, which is awesome. So you're getting a little bit of these side characters. Obviously, we have all the Bridgertons back as well. But I liked how they just continued to give us little bits and pieces of all these other people that will be around. It's about Anthony. It's about Kate. We all know that. Um, but these these players that you liked from the last season, they're still going to be around. They're still going to be hanging out. We'll see, obviously, when the season starts what kind of role they have to play. But it was really good for me to be excited about these side characters as well, especially as someone who's going to be taking, you know, I watched each episode twice, one just for fun, and then one to take the notes for the podcast. And then I talk about it for like two hours before I cut the podcast down to however long it's going to be. And so as someone who's going to be watching and talking about and writing about this show as much as I am, uh, the more kind of fun side characters and fun side stories we get to go on, the happier I am going to be. Before we get into the real meat and potatoes thing that happened in this trailer that I was not expecting as a show watcher, but book readers would have definitely been expecting, the, the next kind of small thing that really stood out to me no marina i don't know if i missed it i watched it like three or four times i didn't catch it when i did the initial reaction but as i was watching it again to take notes for this i noticed there was no marina where is she why is she not in the trailer she still definitely has a role to play after the end of season one there's no way she's not in the season i don't think however however they showed all of the other side characters they have cressida cowpers in the trailer she is way less significant than Marina. However, I, in my predictions, I have a thing for Sienna as well, and Sienna was also not in the in the 
in the trailer. So I don't think everybody who's going to be in the season is in the trailer. However, it was curious to me that Marina didn't even get one of those half a second kind of shots of just her hanging out with people so we could see here. One of the things with trailers too is they're typically cut with scenes exclusively from like the first quarter of a season or sometimes only just the first episode of the season. We got the episode titles and I believe the second episode is called something like To the Races or whatever and the whole end of the trailer was the horse racing and so I wouldn't be surprised if the trailer was just cut off of episodes one and two and maybe Marina doesn't make an appearance until later in the season but we'll see but it was really interesting to me that no Marina popped up in this trailer at all. Your Majesty, may I present Miss Kate Sharma and Edwina Sharma. Only hope they like me. All you have to do this evening is remember what it is you're looking for. Someone charming. <laughs> and handsome, of course. This next thing, though, this thing is easily the thing that takes this trailer to another level, but also the thing that really surprised me the most. So going into this season, we all know, you all listen to this podcast, I'm not the biggest Anthony fan. I'm a little bit sad that Duke's not going to be in the season. You know what I mean? I need to be bigged up on Anthony. I need to be convinced that I should really pay attention to his story. And I didn't know anything about this season other than it's Anthony's season and Kate Sharma plays a part of it uh, in it. Her casting announcement was really big. And that's where I kind of started cluing in that she was probably the main character. But I didn't really understand what their relationship was going to be. And I was worried. And I was like, oh... Like, if they just roll and rinse and repeat, it's going to be now it's just literally Anthony where Daphne was, and he's going to find somebody, and it's going to be a little a bit of a struggle, and they're going to do some pretending, but then they're going to fall in love, and then they're going to have a big argument, and then it's going to rain, and it's all going to be better. I loved season one. I really did. That story was engaging, but if you just rinsed and repeated it, it would have been a little bit boring, a little bit tropey, a little bit cliche, even just within the world of the show. But, 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 but. There are two Sharma sisters. There is not one. And this trailer makes it sound like and seem like that Anthony is meant to be going after Edwina Sharma and instead falls for Kate Sharma. Now, this is fascinating. How the fuck does that work? I, oh my goodness. Now you're introduced. Now... Even if I don't like Anthony's story or character, now I'm super into the Sharma sisters because what is that dynamic going to be like? I could be wrong. This trailer could be, could be misleading me, in which case, also a great trailer. You know what I mean? However, it really makes it sound like, just based on all the context clues, that Anthony is meant to be going after Edwina Sharma. That's kind of the setup. And then Kate Sharma is the one he falls in love with. So what does that mean for Edwina, is it a situation where they keep going, going at it? Not like, not, not like that. Okay. But like, they're, they're trying to make it work. They're trying to find a balance there. Kate's a little hesitant. She's like, oh, no, 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 no. He's a capital R rake. He's a, he's a whatever. He's a this, he's a that. He's a jerk. He was flirting with this opera singer. Uh, in, you know, and then she kind of falls for him. But does Edwina get mad at her? There's just a whole bunch of, I don't, I don't need to play this out because there's a million one ways uh, as you, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like one of those nesting dolls, those Russian nesting dolls. Like as you open one, they just keep getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And there's smaller little threads and interactions and stuff that could happen from there. I just wanted to say that if that's the setup though, I am in. I am all in from minute one. That is the, that is the best way to tell 
another love story kind of back to back is spice it up make it different but still in a way that's fascinating to me and i kind of want i kind of want to know how that works because anthony also has the line that his reputation is getting worse by the second because he's spending time with Kate, or at least that's what he makes it sound like. So there's just a whole big dynamic here between the three of them that I am so excited for. And obviously, outside the three of them, you're going to have all the opinions. Like Anthony's mom, like Mama Bridgerton's going to have some opinions. All the Sharmas or whoever are going to have some opinions. You know what I mean? And all those opinions, the Featheringtons will be in there somewhere doing some stuff. Lady Whistledown's going to be gossiping. And I just think that this is a perfect kind of melting pot for an entertaining TV show, and I am excited about it. So that was easily the biggest thing that came out of this trailer for me, was the introduction to Edwina, who I had no idea existed, but also the implication that she is the target. She's the one he's meant to fall in love with, but he doesn't because it's Kate, and oh my god, what's gonna happen? In this trailer, there was the bit of advice that Kate was giving to Edwina, that she should be looking for someone charming and handsome. This isn't big news or anything. However, I just wanted to put it to you. Just you, the audience, on, on Twitter, in Gmail, in your own head. Is Anthony charming and handsome? That's just for you to that's just for you to figure out. You can decide for yourself, but the trailer asked the question. So I'm asking the question: do we find Anthony charming and handsome? He's certainly handsome. He's certainly handsome. There's no doubt for me. I mean, you might not find him handsome, but I he is a handsome guy. For sure, unquestionably. But is he charming? Because charming's a little more, maybe not a little more subjective. Attractiveness and like how attractive somebody is is also subjective. But is he charming? That's the one that I'm hung up on. You know what I mean? Is Anthony Bridgerton from season one charming? Fascinating question. Does he become more charming? Things to think about for season two. There's also Daphne with just some like... <laughs> Daphne makes her her kind of one appearance playing croquet and she just has some fucking wild philosophy shit going on. A poor player plays the game. A wise one plays their opponent. This is the woman who last season was like trying to figure out from anybody who would tell her like how sex worked. You know what I mean? Like I just love like in the teaser trailer as well. Um, Daphne had this moment where she was just, you know, being the boss to Anthony. I love so much this come up for Daphne where she was just kind of the naive fool in season one for a lot of it. That all of these other people were just like running around her. They all knew better. They were controlling her life, which was all true. It was part of what made the story interesting. But I like how for both trailers so far, all that we see uh, from Daphne is that she's almost like a wizened, like an old wise you know, like she sits at the top of a mountain somewhere and she's really old and she has all this life experience now. And she she is the she is the person that people hike miles and miles up the mountain in the cold and the rain to seek advice from. And I just like that. That's how they're portraying Daphne in these trailers. The come up for Daphne in terms of sage advice to be giving out is is wild in, in, in these trailers so far. There was a couple of really funny cuts in this trailer as well that I really enjoyed. There was the kind of funny sex joke where he's going to think with his um, head. And then I, in the Facebook one, I was so mad that he didn't say like something like his other head or whatever. Like that would have been so much funnier. He went with his heart, which is funny as well. But just not, I kind of wanted them because they're, they're trying to subvert you. And you know the subversion is coming. And I almost wanted them to just go with the original to subvert, like... To reverse psychology me. What I want... The heart line is... is like, the heart line is definitely funnier than, like, the principles of comedy. 
right? However, I was expecting it. And so I was hoping they wouldn't do it and kind of keep the normal kind of really lame, immature lot, but whatever. That that's a lament for another time. But that was just that that joke into like the cute little hand grab into the, him tripping over the dog and falling into the water. That was really funny. The little bit of a scene where this dog has a good sense of character and then barks at Anthony. That's also funny. <laughs> that was a really funny little cut. There, there's also some wild like I want to say almost like a heist movie kind of editing at the end where uh, Lady Whistledown is talking about scandal. There's going to be all this scandal. And that's where all the cuts of Eloise and Colin and everyone come up. So all of these side characters are involved in this scandal is kind of how it's making it seem. And also there's some rain and there's some really fast horse races and it's kind of edited together. Like this is going to be a heist season of television, which is Bridgerton's lovely. Don't get me wrong. It's a fantastic show. But, but it's not that. It's not a super intense balls to the wall kind of, you know, suspense around every corner type of movie. But I, I did appreciate that they still edited the trailer that way for the sake of momentum. And I, I didn't love the pacing of it, but it's a trailer, so I'll forgive it. The, the bit at the end about the queen trying to find Lady Whistledown. And just like, she's the queen of England. I think. I think that's the setup here. Is we're meant to believe that she is the Queen of England in a time where there's resources, right? Like this isn't like this isn't like ye oldie 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 days where there's just like you know I, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Like she has ample resources at her disposal at this point in time. But also at a point in time where the Queen has like an immense amount of authority. If she uh, she is not a like I there's no way that she's the one that finds Lady Whistledown that's super lame but also you're the queen dog you're the queen you already did this in season one and you didn't find her like the, I don't know it just it's almost kind of unbelievable that the queen would have this much trouble finding Lady Whistledown because there's only so many people Lady Whistledown could be because there's only so many people with this like prestige enough prestigious enough kind of place in society to be into all these rumors or whatever right that either they are lady whistledown or but you need someone to know the rumors anyway to be passing them off to lady whistledown so you need somebody kind of really directly involved in the ton and in the social season of which based on like the cuts and the editing and stuff of season one is in the hundreds of people is in the hundreds of people maybe the thousands either way with the resources the queen of england has and the small pool of people who it could possibly be, considering also considering the speed at which things are kind of printed overnight, it's got to be somewhat intimately evolved. Like, this should not be that hard that you're still working on it. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I don't know if this is uh, bugging me for no reason, but that's all I'm saying is the queen is not very good at the sleuthing part of her job. She has, like, get, get MI6 on the case. Like, where where is MI6 to figure this out? I think that does it for my kind of trailer reaction and analysis, though I don't want to look too much into the trailer. It's a trailer. It's purposely cut to be a little bit misleading, to, to be exciting, to have that kind of, I guess, James Bond kind of feel to the end of it. Uh, so it's not going to be a perfect trailer, right? Ideally, if a, if a trailer gives away too much, it's not a good trailer, and I don't think this one did. It set me up for the story of Anthony. It introduced Edwina, which is gets me really excited for how that trio is going to work out. That's awesome. I'm going to give this trailer a 9 out of 10. I think the pacing is a little bit off. However, and you know, a little more side character would have been nice. However, this is a fantastic trailer. It got me way more excited for season two to come out, which is all you can ask for. I think now though, we are gonna move on to our predictions, but before we do, 
Make sure you tell me what you thought of the trailer. You can Gmail me. I guess email me via your email address to my... I'm trying to say that my email address is letsdivedeeppod at gmail.com, and you can email me your thoughts, and that's where they will go, and I will read them, and I will enjoy them. Uh, we have Twitter at Let's Dive Deep. We also have the Facebook group, which I've already talked about a lot, so let's not spend any more time of it on it. Season 2 predictions. The intro to this part of the podcast could not have gone any less smooth, but here we are. We are here with our season two predictions. Just one final warning that I have not read the books and I will not be reading the books. So if you're going to respond to this in the Facebook group or the Gmail or on Twitter, just be careful, right? Because I don't want to be too spoiled. I'm not going to make a blanket no book spoiler rule. That's not fair. If I'm analyzing, I've taken the jump in to a show that has books. I cannot reasonably expect to not be spoiled on those books because that's not fair to the people who read the books and are enjoying the show more than I will probably enjoy it. You know what I mean? Or at least who are looking forward to the show more than I am looking forward to it. So I understand as a frequent book reader that enjoys many adaptations of the books that I read and gets really excited for them, that you may be excited to talk about all of the book stuff when you hear my predictions. That is okay. Try your best not to spoil me. However, if it ends up happening, it ends up happening. I'm not going to be overly sad about it based on the episode titles if you didn't see i I posted it on twitter the season two episode titles were released and based on those episode titles i'm going to dive deep in here my first prediction my first prediction numero uno is that anthony fucks everything up it's a broad prediction i don't know how i don't know how he's gonna mess it up but you cannot have every season of this show just end in like a love story, right? Where all of the 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 problems and the heartache and the the bits you have to work through in the relationship, they they happen in episode nine, and then in episode ten, it's just happily ever after. If it's like eight seasons of that for us to get through all the Bridgertons, that's kind of boring. So some of the seasons are going to have to end with a little heartbreak, a little sadness. I predict this will be one of them. You might be listening to this like, I've read the books and Anthony ends up with Kate and they have 19 children, live happily ever after on a ranch. He's the Viscount of all of England. I don't care because I think he's going to mess everything up. Based on the episode titles, episode nine is called Harmony. Uh, This is, I don't need to dive too deep into the word harmony to know that when things are harmonious, they are good. People are thriving together. I predict that harmony refers to Anthony and Kate being happy together. Or I'm going to stick to it. Anthony and Kate are kind of happy together in episode nine. Things are going well. And then in episode 10, entitled the viscount who loved me loved with a d loved with a d that is the i'm holding on to that now i know that the viscount who loved me is the title of the book so there was probably always going to be an episode title named the viscount who loved me whether it fit well or not and i think the finale is a great place it's either the premiere or the finale where you do that however i I'm going to take it a little more literally that Anthony still cannot do it. He still cannot do it. In the trailer, we have this weird kind of bit. I should have talked about this at the time. This weird kind of bit where Mama Bridgerton is talking to them and she's like, yo, since you, since your dad died, a wall has gone up and you're not loving people and all that, which is also just simply not true because he really did love Sienna. So I talked about it in the Facebook one. That was weird to me. It was really a weird choice to me that they portrayed Anthony as someone who has trouble loving people when that's not really true. He has trouble loving people and squaring it with his duty, 
which makes a little more sense. I think it's just the trailer kind of cut that part a little bit poorly. However, I predict that Anthony at the very end still cannot do it. He, he falls for Kate. He falls for Edwina. However, that works out. You know what I mean? And then he has to break it off. And the Viscount who loved me is like the post-mortem from Kate or Edwina or whoever. Right? Because Anthony did love them. But he can't quite commit to it because he still can't square that with his responsibility. He Maybe he still loves Sienna. Maybe something else is going on that will come up in the season, right? You know what I mean? But that's my prediction. Based on the episode titles, Anthony fucks everything up. I hope that made sense. Feel free to check on the episode titles yourself and give me your predictions for what's going to happen. This is wildly unfair, and I realize this, but I need a prediction that is going to be in the bag. I need at least one prediction that I just know is going to come true because I need to finish this season one for, you know, eight or nine or whatever. I predict, I predict that Marina will still be poorly written. I don't know why I'm predicting this. I, I get the sense that the reason Marina wasn't in the trailer is because a lot of people reacted poorly to her storyline. However, I think she's going to be in it. I don't think she won't be in it. And if she's in it, I don't know if they'll fix... I don't know if... Yeah, I think the writing was really poor. Far more than the acting. But I think a la Bonnie Wright in Harry Potter with Ginny, the actress didn't do the best they could with the poor writing. I think it's like a 90-10 blame. I think the writing was far worse. However, I don't think the actresses in both those cases really elevated the bad writing to another level. You know what I mean? And so I predict that there'll be still something about Marina that I find is a little bit off with the writing and possibly the performance. However, there are many performers that I've been a little bit on their performances that have gotten tremendously better. And I give every, I want to give everyone that chance, right? It could be that the actress who portrays Marina comes in and absolutely slays it. Sophie Skelton and Outlander is one of these people, are one of these people. Her first season or two is Brianna is, is it's a little rough. But her season, like, six, five, six performances, Brianna, is so much better. And so people change, people improve. However, I predict that Marina, when she appears in this season, will just still be a little bit off for me. And I predict that I'll still have a few problems with it when I analyze the episodes. Prediction number three, I predict that it is Colin that discovers Lady Whistledown. It will not be the queen. She is incompetent at this part of her job. It will not be her. That's also too obvious and lame. It has to be somebody that we know. Because here's how this happens. Here's how it obviously happens. All right, everybody. Someone finds out who Lady Whistledown is. And they're close friends. And so they decide to keep it a secret. And then it accidentally gets spilled. You know what I mean? This person takes the knowledge and accidentally puts it in the wrong hand. Says something that's a little too revealing. Has a hard time keeping the secret. And I think it's going to be Colin. There was a cut in the trailer where he kind of looked at... Um, Penelope a little bit and that's exciting and all that I know there's a little bit of a love thing in there with him but also I think it's Colin because of the drama of him finding out that it was Penelope that wrote the article about Marina because him and Marina were going to go they were going to do their thing and all that and it was Penelope who wrote that article now ultimately I think Colin will find that to be a good choice because of the situation with Marina being pregnant and everything however I think it's still a little bit of a betrayal. And because of that part of like that little love triangle that was going on, I think it's most interesting if Colin discovers 
that Penelope is Lady Whistledown. And I think that's what's going to happen. I think there's going to be a couple of episodes where we as the audience get to have fun knowing who it is without the characters in the show. Then I think Colin discovers Lady Whistledown first. And then I think he accidentally or on purpose, but for a dumb reason, reveals that information to the other characters in the show. That is my Lady Whistledown prediction for season two. I predict that Daphne does the reverse Anthony. I predict that Daphne is overprotective of Anthony. These trailers have given me far too much Daphne on the rise. All right, Daphne is on the rise. She's that wizened old veteran of the social season now. She has a child. She has a sexy Duke waiting for her at home. She knows the ropes. She knows what she's doing. I think Anthony is going to kind of settle in with someone. Maybe it's Edwina. Maybe it's Kate. Whoever, it doesn't matter. Maybe it's someone else before the Sharmas get involved. I don't know how this is going to work. Right? I think it's Daphne who goes in and says, you know, hey, hey, watch it, buddo. Watch it, man. You don't know what this is all about, okay? Be careful. Be cautious. Don't, don't go into it too quickly. Make sure you love them. Make sure they're the right one. Right? Like, I, th I think that's Daphne's role. I'm predicting that Daphne does the reverse Anthony. I don't think he sets her up with, like, a Lord Burbrook character. Is his name actually Burbrook? If I remember that, that's impressive. I've not rewatched season one since I did the analysis for this episode uh, or for this podcast. I think Daphne does the reverse Anthony and has a few moments where she is kind of annoyingly overprotective of Anthony while we're all trying to be like, come on, let him be happy. Let him love. And I think that's what's going to happen with Daphne. I predict. I like how I'm doing these all like a, I need a gavel for this. I predict that Sienna is involved. I predict that Sienna returns. This is only a prediction for my own soul because I love Sienna. And I think Sienna returns and causes a ruckus of some kind. Not because she's a bad person. I don't think she comes in all kind of hot and flustered and goes, Oh, I regret everything. Take me back. No, 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 no. She's in charge of her own destiny now. She is a very smart and strong and capable woman. I don't think she's going to do that. But I think she's just going to be around. She's just going to appear. And that's going to cause conflict with Anthony. Maybe the Sharmas find out that he used to really, really love her or whatever. And that creates a conflict. But I think in the Sharma-Sharma-Bridgerton love triangle that's going to go on, I think Sienna gets involved in that. Not directly, but just indirectly by being around, by being mentioned, by other characters kind of bringing her up. I don't know. But I think Sienna causes a ruckus in this, you know, Sharma thing that's going to be going on this season. Now, here's a fun prediction. One of the things this trailer needs me to do is it needs me to predict why. Why can he not fall in love with Kate? Why does it have to be Edwina? Because if Kate is the older sister, surely that makes way more sense. They're both fairly young. This isn't a one can have more babies than the other situation, which is a terrible reason to be with anyone. You know what I mean? That's not, but this is the time. This is the social season. That's what they're after, a spouse and babies. That's what they're going for. Ostensibly, that's what they're going for. But why can't he go after Kate? Why is that bad? Why is it that when Kate is in his presence or when he's in Kate's presence, why, why is it that that tarnishes his reputation? I predict that Kate Sharma is already married. I predict that Kate Sharma is already married because she is set up in the trailer as the sister you have to overcome to date Edwina. 
You know what I mean? She isn't there to find love. She already has a husband. But I think her husband came from like a social season like this and she doesn't really love him. She might like him. She might have affection for him. They might be, you know, hanging out and having a good time. But I think Kate Sharma is married. And that's why she can't spend time alone with Anthony. That's why Anthony can't be alone in her presence. And I think the big conflict there is that Kate and Anthony are the ones falling in love. But she's already married and is only even here to help her sister out and to navigate this with her. And it's her kind of showing up and falling in love with Anthony that's a big problem for her spouse wherever he lives in. I don't know where they come from. Wherever he lives in the UK. You know what I mean? So that is my prediction for Kate Sharma. Is the reason that Anthony cannot go after Kate and is meant to go after Edwina is that she's married. Now, this is predicated on two things. A, that that's actually what's happening, right? That's actually the situation. The, the, the trailer just makes it sound like that's the situation. But if that is the situation, then it's also uh, kind of based on the fact that I think Kate is there solely to counsel her sister and not to be um, put in the social season herself. And I think it's because she's already married. That's my guess. She's already married. That's my that's my prediction. I'm sticking with it. I'm locking it in. Final answer. She is married. And my final prediction, my final one, the final prediction before season two airs and we all get to watch it, react to it, enjoy it together, is that the Featheringtons will be more dangerous this season. I know that's a broad predi pred prediction, but last season they were kind of meme -y. They were there because you needed two families, but they were there to be the meme. The people who made you laugh, like those two sisters, I don't even know their names. They were just funny. They have just a bunch of funny scenes. They're just funny. And the Featherington storyline was kind of there, mostly to help the Bridgerton storyline. We need to know that Penelope's Lady Whistledown, so she needs to have a storyline, right? But who's involved in that storyline? Colin Bridgerton is, right? Who's her best friend? Eloise Bridgerton. You know what I mean? Who are the Featheringtons when they don't get invited to the thing? Who, are, who is she talking to that about? Mama Bridgerton. The Featheringtons are kind of just there to tell us more about the Bridgertons, because that's who the show's about. But I think after I... I can't remember the circumstances exactly. Something to do with gambling. I think now that the gambling husband has been killed, poisoned by that big kind of X with the skull and crossbones bottle that was really dumb, now that he's drinking all that poison and he's dead, right? The Featheringtons have lost their kind of dumb, idiot, gambling person in the family. And now Mama... Featherington is in charge and mama Featherington wants to climb the rank. She wants to climb the social ladder and she will do whatever it takes to get there. And I think that comes against her daughter kind of as lady Whistledown. The lady Whistledown has some conflicts on how to, how to write this all about her own family, but also who is she going to target? There's only one other family we know about in this whole show. It's the Bridgertons. And I think the Featheringtons are going to be a lot more dangerous and a lot less Mimi in season two. Lady Whistledown's words carry far too much import. We must entrap the scribbler. Genius idea, ma'am. Yes, that is why I thought of it. And I think that's it for all of my predictions. If you have your own prediction, I realize I could make a hundred, but I think that's a good set of predictions. Covers a few different bases. Some of them are broad, some of them are specific. Some of them are more believable. Some of them are designed just to give me a win or the Sienna one is just for my own heart and soul. But if, I'm sure you have predictions as well. What do you think is going to happen in season two? This is obviously more fun if you are not a book reader and have no idea what's going to happen, right? For those of you who are already laughing like, <laughs> the Featheringtons are still dumb and Kate's not married, you idiot. Uh, that's okay. 
Please don't tell me anything, because I would like to find out that I'm an idiot for myself. Let me know what your predictions are, though, in the Facebook group, on Twitter, via Gmail, via wherever you can find me. Send smoke signals. I don't really care. I would like to hear your predictions. Let's keep track of these together. If you send me your predictions, I will try and keep track of all of them, so when they come up in the show, I can call you out on the show and be like, ha-ha, your prediction was correct, or ha-ha, your prediction was not correct. You fool. And I think that would just be a fun thing for us all to do. Uh, Don't forget as well, that there's a Patreon for this, all right? There is a Patreon for this. You know what Patreon is? It's like a value-for-value exchange system. You throw a couple dollars my way for producing the podcast because you're enjoying it, and I throw some bonus and exclusive content your way as, you know, the, the thing you get for your payment. So all of these episodes will be coming out early. So all of the analysis, this episode of the podcast, all of the deep dives will be coming out early on Patreon. So those people will get to listen to it first. I post all of my show notes over on Patreon as well. So this this episode's show notes, all of my analysis notes for the episodes go on there as well. There's a tier that starts at like just two or $3 a month about the price of a cup of coffee. And that's just there. So I can keep producing these podcasts. Uh, I have like five or six Let's Dive Deep podcasts going and those fees aren't exactly cheap. And I'm trying to get a website going. I'm trying to do all these things and so your support is definitely appreciated don't worry though there'll be no kind of super exclusive content that's only on the patreon everything will wind up in this feed eventually i don't want to paywall any of the content the patreon is just there if you're really enjoying the deep dives and you have a few dollars you want to throw my way for producing the podcast so i can keep it sustainable um, but if you don't though don't even worry don't even click the link it's in the show notes but if you if you if you're like oh that sounds really dumb don't even click it there's no pressure no worries at all i think that does it though Make sure to check all the socials. Make sure to reach out and talk to me about Bridgerton after this season. There's going to be another big kind of Bridgerton hiatus. What are we all going to do? Let's talk about Bridgerton as much as possible while we can. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you in the next one.